views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to Lime Talk Radio with Dr. Pat Basili. Epic healing for an epic life. This inspiring show highlights leading-edge solutions, groundbreaking research, headline topics, and tools for holistic healing and wellness. This hit show is dedicated to raising awareness, promoting advocacy and prevention, and supporting initiatives for optimal health. Dr. Pat is passionate and focused on life-saving results reaching far beyond Lyme disease, providing a forum for powerful stories, heart-opening experiences, and hope-activated solutions. Dr. Pat will shine a light on the many shades of Lyme disease fueled by a body-mind-spirit remedy. Now here's your host, Dr. Pat. Hey everybody, welcome. It's great to have you here and thank you. We are celebrating another amazing year here on Lyme Talk Radio, also the Dr. Pat Show and TransformationRadio.fm. You know, like look, this is what I love about being able to come out and not just talk intelligently about Lyme disease, because that, that that's one thing we can do, and you're going to hear a lot of that from Valerie Rose today. But more importantly, it's to open up a dialogue. It's to open up a dialogue about what it means to even say the word Lyme. What does that mean? You know, for many people, they have gone down the pathway of shame. Uh, They have gone down the pathway of confusion. They've gone down the pathway of accusation. Um, They've gone down the pathway of not being able to find not one single way to get a remedy. And depending upon what state you live in, uh, they've gone down the pathway of being persecuted for even helping others with Lyme disease. But today, Valerie Rose Yawin is joining me here today, actor, Lyme survivor, speaking out about her amazing journey through Lyme disease and a groundbreaking feature film that she has put together, I Have Lyme. Now, wait, before you're thinking, why? Why is this amazing person doing this? What did she put this together to get awareness for all of us to be about? Well, think about who she is. Actor, musical theater performer, writer for stage and screen, Maybe she can help me with my storyboard for the game. She's also a Lyme disease survivor and, like many of us, an advocate. But what is it about her and her journey that brings her to the forefront? What is it about her story that says, wait a minute, I can do more? How about her latest project, this screenplay and feature film, I Have Lyme, the movie? What does it mean to have Lyme? And why is it time for all of us to come out of the closets and say, we are people that may have Lyme, but we are powerful, we are strong, we are determined, and we are here to get it done. Valerie Rose, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Great to be here, Dr. Pat. Yeah, let's talk about this for a minute. Let's talk about you and your journey. Absolutely. You know, I don't think people have a sense uh, uh, about what, let's just use the term. I don't like using it a whole lot, but I want to use it. I don't think mainstream of anywhere, not this country or any place else, understands 
the resilience and the determination of a Lyme disease survivor and now advocate. I don't think people know. See, I think we're used to talking maybe about cancer or talking about something else, but we are talking about not just being a survivor, but being a thriver, Lyme disease thriver. And what does it take to be that and do that? And I want it. That's why I want to talk with you because that is you. But let's talk about the journey. The journey. Absolutely. So I'm from Brooklyn, New York. And um, growing up here, I had a very active lifestyle from my childhood. I started in the performing arts pretty much right away. And so I was working actively. I was with my friends. I was all over the city. My parents worked for the airlines. So I was traveling all over the world and just on the surface, seeming very happy, seeming very content, seeming okay. And from a very, very young age, I'm talking pre-K, kindergarten, and so on. As I was doing all these things, I just always knew something was really wrong. And I didn't know necessarily how to articulate it. And because everything seemed fine, I just kept going. And when I say things seemed wrong, I mean, I had incredible uh, fatigue and physical symptoms that really didn't have um, a known cause. I had spinal and joint pain. And again, I just attributed this even at this very young age. Well, I did eight shows, you know, off Broadway this week. I was dancing. I went out with my friends after I was in school. I was doing this. So this is just what it is. This is just my normal. And this is just me. So, you know, I went on with my life and in high school, still very active in terms of academics and my career and again, my social life and just going, 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 went to college, going, going, going. And with so many Lyme stories, there's a breaking point, right? Yeah. There's that yeah. moment where it all comes crumbling down. So for me, you know, towards the latter end of my um, undergraduate, my time in school, I was just a walking zombie. I mean, the symptoms that I had had my whole life, the pain, the fatigue, the insomnia, the heart palpitations, all of these textbook Lyme symptoms had just taken over me. They had become, um, you know, I couldn't move through them anymore. So, but concurrently, all these years throughout my life on and off, I kept seeing doctors and verbalizing and articulating these very specific, very direct symptoms and nobody could figure it out. Um, so I just kept going. Like I said, once there was the breaking point, then your life becomes all about getting better. And that is also a big part of my journey. Those chapters, the five to seven years, once I had my diagnosis of complete commitment to recovery. And now I'm in a next chat, you know, the next chapter, the next phase, another phase of, processing everything that went on, mm -hmm. um, looking back and seeing also the incredible similarities, like you said, between all of these late stage diagnoses for um, Lyme survivors and chronic illness survivors. And now, you know, turning it around and going back to what I did prior to this and also mm -hmm. concurrently to this experience and integrating the arts and speaking out. So that's a very, you know, blind people will know as they're listening. If we all talk about our stories, it will be 10 radio shows and it'll take 100 years to get through. But, um, you know, my story is I don't know when or where mm -hmm. I 
required Lyme. Growing up in New York City, a lot of doctors said it's not possible that you can even have Lyme. And of course, they were wrong about that. So there are common themes in my story that, like I said, are present in a lot of patients where they don't get the answers quick enough. And I have found ways to manage and alleviate um, my symptoms and put them into remission. But Everything took time and years and so much effort. And my hope with this movie, with bringing awareness in a totally new way, is to lessen that for people, to get people diagnosed sooner, to get people the care they need, whatever that may be, because so many of us, our symptoms are so different, our needs are so different, and that's obviously a really big obstacle within the Lyme and chronic illness community. So many, it's so misunderstood on such a scale. But that's my hope, just to get people what they need quicker and for people to feel validated and not alone. Because when the dark times hit, I mean, they were dark. And I know you know that as well. Oh, yeah. 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 And, And, you know, let's talk about this because, listen, we have seen um, what happens uh, if we could just uh, just talk about why you're really doing this. Yeah. If we see, we have seen what happens. So many of the people you know and I know that aren't really here today to e- actually even talk about it. I mean, we've been really fortunate. Uh, I feel really blessed to live in the state of Washington, which doesn't acknowledge that Lyme disease is here, really in the state that anybody that even has it contracted it from wherever they came from. But the point is, this is the state of Bastyr University. This right. is where we have the most brilliant natural minds, Dr. Darvish, yep. Dr. Mm-hmm. Klingart. Mm-hmm. But you and I are here because we know what the past 15 years have looked like. And we also know that there is a wall as there is for a wall of people that pass away, there is a wall with names on it of people that did their best to stand tall, but they are not here today because for whatever reason, they're not as fortunate as you and I, right? That's what the movie's about, isn't it? Yes. um, I was talking to our producer on the film, Elizabeth Nolan, about this. Um, She's also a Lyme survivor and an incredible, brilliant mind. So I feel grateful to be working with her on this as well. But um, coming together as Lyme survivors and saying, what can we do about this was an important part of the catalyst for this film. Mm -hmm. And um, we say on our Indiegogo campaign page, which has a ton of information about the film, it's social justice mission, the plot of the film, our mission, what we are trying to achieve, how we are empowering the Lyme and chronic illness community, that we are here to provide, and this film is here to provide a safe space for people to not only to feel validated, but to know they're not alone and to feel as though they can speak out about their stories. Because things that go on within the realm of this particular disease as you um, talked about in your intro with shame and guilt and fear. I mean, these are really difficult emotions to pull yourself up through and pull yourself up by your bootstraps and just keep going. And how do you even articulate what you're going through or have gone through or are still going through with friends and family and those around you? So this movie will represent um, our community and a Uh, a visual representation for people to say that happened to me. This is me. This is my story. And now I feel as though I can stand tall, as you said, and speak out. 
Yeah, and that is really the key. And why is it the key? Well, here's why. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to explore why is it that people that do have information about Lyme, about the symptoms, that go to doctors and they can't find anything wrong, why sometimes would we rather settle for that diagnosis than to actually go get a Lyme test that works? We're going to talk about that because there's so many layers to this disease, but to also what people have to face in the world of what we think is medical treatment and the so-called do no harm. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you traveling most of your day? Do you want to take Transformation Talk Radio with you anywhere you go? Well, guess what? There's an app for that. Just go to the App Store on your Apple device or the Google Play Store on your Android and search Transformation Talk Radio. Catch all of our live shows no matter where you are. Thanks for listening. What is a brilliant culture and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. Do you feel that there's a bigger, better life for you? Is there anything holding you back from living the life you were meant to live? If you'd like to find your life's true purpose and calling, join the world's foremost authority on primal spirituality. David Carshare in Becoming a Sun Radio, emotional and spiritual intelligence for a happy, fulfilling life. Tune in once a month to Becoming a Sun Radio with David Carshare on the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit davidcarshare.com today. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Welcome to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I am so thrilled that we've created this venue for all of you out there. Dr. Pat Basile will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. What we have heard is that you want to ensure for us that we keep positive, holistic, uplifting, transformative talk radio on the air. We're excited to bring you the contemporary conversations about Lyme disease. We promise not to let the light fade on Lyme. So fasten your seat belts. We've got lots more to share with you in the weeks to come. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio with Dr. Pat and help keep our mission strong on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Brand consultant Jen Morgan is here with Radically Distinct Radio to help you take control of your future and maximize your brand's power to produce results. 
Whether you're an individual trying to reinvent yourself and launch a new venture, or you're an executive trying to reposition your company to modernize your sales and marketing programs, Jen Morgan and the RAD Method empower you to play to your strengths and show up in the world as your most powerful brand. To learn more, go to jenmorgan.com, that's Jen with two N's, morgan.com, or call 206-972-5366. Everybody, Valerie Rosarian joining me here today. Here's the deal. What is it? A- Valerie, do you know when we met? Do, do you remember that? Remember, of course. Okay. I didn't know if you remembered. I don't want to put you on the spot. No, it was 2014. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. We our first radio interview together at the TBDA, the Tick Born yeah. Disease Alliance Gala in Chelsea Piers in New York City. And that was three years ago. I know. And the whole artist bites back thing. Remember yes. when you told me about that? I was like totally yes. jazzed. Yeah. Yes. You yes. know, that was then you and I were talking about back then what we really needed to do. Right. That's right. Now let's fast forward to where we are today. <laughs> yes. And you, you have an amazing initiative. We're going to be launching one in about a month or so. Um, but this is really how we get to support each other. You're creating the film, I Have Lyme, and you've created a crowdfunding campaign to do that. Um, Let's take a minute and let folks know how they can donate to this, uh, uh, to the film, or, and find out more about it. Absolutely. So um, folks can go on Indiegogo.com. It's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. And once you're on the Indiegogo website, which, as you said perfectly correctly, is our crowdfunding site, um, you with the search toolbar at the top of the site, you just search I Have Lime the Movie. Our campaign will come up. And there is so much information about this film. Um, I said it in the earlier blog, but just the plot of the movie, our social justice mission, why I wrote this movie, the process of writing this movie, how we will empower the Lyme and chronic illness community through this film, with it being a scripted feature film focusing on the characters as that I wrote as they're going through a journey of Lyme as opposed to a medical documentary in real time, which documentaries are great. I love them. You know, they really serve their purpose. But I really wanted to um, push myself as an artist to create a full-fledged feature film that for the first time focused on a line journey as the central plot. So you see these the, the protagonist and her family members and her friends and um, romantic partners and people around her go through this really harrowing journey and then get broken down and relationships get broken down and then rebuilt. And it's really a trial over adversity story. So everyone will be able to relate, um, will be able to reach a broader audience. And all of that information and more and ways to get involved is on our Indiegogo site. Well, I mean, this is really important for us to talk about because, you know, listen, this is a disease that knows no age gap. This is not something which we'd like to think creeps up in the elderly. I mean, here's what we've got. We've got an aging population that's starting to show up with outrageous uh, numbers when it comes to autoimmune. We now have an initiative that says, wait a minute, there's something to be said about this Lyme disease thing. Even if the doctors, right, Valerie Rose, even if the doctors are really not agreeing, is it the Lyme, is it the Borrelia, is it this, is it that, that is really not the point, is it? 
No. The point is that when you know something is wrong and no one knows yourself better than you, (laughs) when you don't feel right, and if you are going to doctor after doctor and people, you know, doctors being the well-meaning fellow human beings that they are, but if they are not the right match for your case, if you feel they are limited in being able to assist you in the way you know in your heart and your gut that you need, you must keep going. And it's, you know, it's very easy to say that, but I am saying that as someone who went through it firsthand, that I just kept going and going and going and didn't give up until I felt I was in a place where I had the support and the um, knowledge around me that I needed in order to move through to my recovery. So researching on my own with my mom, I mean, it was endless, Mm. just going through every possibility, every Lyme literate medical doctor in New York City, every Lyme protocol. And Unfortunately, because there's still so little known about the disease, and especially when you go undiagnosed for so many years, what the actual effects on your immune system, your neurological system, what those effects are, it will just take time until more is known. But all I could say is to just keep going. And if you don't Mm -hmm. feel like it's a match, don't accept anything because every life is worth Mm -hmm. it. Every journey is worth it. So just keep going. (laughs) What do you think is the greatest? I know today we're, I know today we're, we're talking about justice, right? Yes. You know, we're talking about that. I am, I am really struck by the fact that there are so many doctors, so many practitioners, nurse practitioners, so many people worldwide, but especially so many people. Let's just talk about it. Let's just let's just narrow this. How about New England? How about New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts? Let's just stay right there. How about what's going on there? In fact, that nine times out of 10, when doctors can't find out why you're blacking out, why you can't remember things, why you might have some pains. Maybe you got a few nodules growing on you and they just look at you. And if you're over 50, they say it's aging. What is going on that people get a test for Lyme? They don't, they, they show up not having it. And everybody says, yeah, we can't find anything wrong with you. You're good to go. I mean, isn't that what happened to you? Yeah. Yes. So this is a a problem that um, I think has multiple um, branches, if we could say. Um, We have issues. So I'll start with my brief thing about my story and testing. So and then we can get into Mm -hmm. these issues. So for myself, I actually tested after, again, years and years and years of very um, basic and distinct Lyme specific and co-infections related symptoms. Finally, um, a doctor gave me, you know, the um, Western blot as well as the ELISA test, which are the standard modes of um, diagnostic testing for Lyme. And I actually came up CDC positive on a Western blot, which people within the Lyme community and Lyme literate doctors know isn't the easiest thing to do. No. with these, with these tests, um, the, your antibodies are being test, tested as a, and your immunological response, which might be compromised if you have Lyme. So as opposed to when you get a culture for a strep infection and they're actually looking for the culprit for the infection. With these modes of testing, we're just testing immunological response. So I believe the current stats right now with standardized Lyme testing are 50% positive 
you know, I'm 50% false positive results, 50% false negative. I mean, it's like a crapshoot if you'll even get, you know, what's going on with your body. So for me, when I had these, and of course, then doctors don't really know how to handle it as well. So I got a CDC positive Western blot, brought it to top infectious disease doctors in New York City, basically screaming out that I had these symptoms that are so basic with Lyme. And this doctor told me, no, this is a false positive. You do not have Lyme disease. You grew up in New York mm. City. You do not have Lyme disease. So then I was left, I had these, that voice in my head and you're fighting against, you know, the oh, yeah. medical institution and you're saying, well, am I wrong? Am I crazy? And then you start really questioning yourself, which is very dark in itself. But I had to keep going and find the specialist who instantly, of course, recognized that I was a you know, telltale Lyme case and get me the treatment that I so desperately needed. So in terms of testing, we have an issue with accuracy. We need more accurate modes of testing. And there is definitely a block and many obstacles within conventional medicine about Lyme, what it is, how to recognize the symptoms. We have ER doctors who don't even know how to properly remove ticks, how, how much doxycycline to give to patients that go to the ER with a Lyme case. I was speaking to someone the other day here in Park Slope, Brooklyn at a health food store because he saw information about I have Lyme the movie and found me and wanted to share his story. Mm -hmm. And very briefly, he was camping. He went to an ER in New York City. He said, I was camping and I think I saw a tick on me, but I'm not sure. I feel all feverish and flu-like. I'm really mm -hmm. wondering if I have Lyme. And they completely rejected him, you know, dismissed his concerns. And now this was three years ago from today, um, from these times when he just spoke to me last week, he yeah. said now three years ago that happened and I have, you know, lingering symptoms and I'm trying to treat it with, you know, he knows a lot about holistic health. So he's just found his own way to manage, but this should not happen. We shouldn't be dismissed and the modes of diagnostics have to be improved. Well, and, you know, people really that are out there and uh, they are, first of all now, amen, right? Because now let's let's forward like uh, 15 years, right? right? You know, since I started the show, fast forward. Okay, 15 years ago, Al Gore just invented the internet, right? So we didn't have Google. That's right. Um, we, we didn't have any of this. We didn't have smartphones. You could mm -hmm. barely text on your phone, right? Yeah. And so getting information was close to none. Now we are all connected. We can look at what's going on in Germany. That's you know, right. we could take a look at what people are doing with what? Ozone therapy? What does that mean? <laughs> Which I've wow. done. I've done it all. <laughs> but, uh, but, but exactly. Exactly. Right. We can, we can go down the list. Uh, what, yeah. what do you mean? Snake venom? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's a reason, though. Yes. Because, believe it or not, some of these things actually worked. Let's take a short break. When we come back, more with Valerie Rose. We're going to give you lots of information. Please, please, please donate to her campaign. Please do it. We're going to go ahead and make sure, Justin, that we make a note to put a banner up on all of our websites, if you don't mind, with a click button to donate right to the page all of the above, everybody, social media, let's get going. Why? Because this is closer than you think. Yep. If you can catch it living in New York City, uh, wait, let me think a minute. Uh, I'm going to let Valerie Rose talk about that. We'll be right back. 
Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Welcome to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I am so thrilled that we've created this venue for all of you out there. Dr. Pat Basile will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. What we have heard is that you want to ensure for us that we keep positive, holistic, uplifting, transformative talk radio on the air. We're excited to bring you the contemporary conversations about Lyme disease. We promise not to let the light fade on Lyme. So fasten your seatbelts. We've got lots more to share with you in the weeks to come. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio with Dr. Pat and help keep our mission strong on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to TransformationRadio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Lime Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat Basile. I have been doing a show on Lime for like a long time. Um, And why is that? Well, because it is one of the fastest growing epidemics we have and one of the least talked about. And so, you know, we have a number of people now out in the community that are shouting and saying, this is it, this is here. But, you know, our delivery is different. Both Valerie Rose and I have a different delivery. Our our end game here is awareness. 
And what it, why awareness? There are a lot of people out there that are, you know, really bent on finding better testing or cures. We are interested in grabbing the mainstream. People that may not be aware of this, people that have children that go out and play, we want to just grab them to say, yeah, maybe scary, but you know what? There's stuff you can do about it now. So anybody listening to this that's thinking, I know I should have got the test. I know I should get the test. I should get the test. How can I find out about the test? What we want to say to you is, if you don't know where to get the test, we will point you in the right direction. Because today, 15 years later, we are here to tell you, you can beat it. Right, Valerie Rose? That's absolutely right. Information is power. Um, I can't emphasize enough listening to your own instincts and becoming an informed patient. Um, one of my main doctors today who I've been working with for the past few years, he, him and I, we, we talk. We talk about these issues. We just sit down and talk. I said, what do you think the main issues within the Lyme community are? He said mm-hmm. there's lack of individualized um, treatment every one for all, you know, antibiotics don't work for everyone. Of course, if you're diagnosed right away and you get the proper amount of doxycycline, that is incredibly important. But for those of us who are later stage diagnosis, everybody needs something different. We're all different people. We're all special snowflakes, so to speak. (laughs) So, you know, owning your individuality and allowing that to empower you through a very difficult um, road is very important, I would say. that? (laughs) Well, you know, here's the deal. The deal is awareness is the first step. That's right. Okay. So let's just talk about that. Awareness is the first step. You know, you know, and I know there's nothing scarier to get a diagnosis for a disease that nobody knows how to cure. That's right. And And I'm not talking about why, right? There are other diseases like that. Yeah. You know, I think a big part of my journey as well, switching my perspective once I was yep. really out of the very, very, very difficult phase where I was just, you know, in bed 24-7. I mean, so, so ill that it's really difficult for that not to consume you when you're in that stage. But when you're a little bit removed from that place and you're feeling a little better and your spirit comes back and you're moving through the trauma of this type of experience to just say, okay, I'm surrendering to what happened. I'm processing what happened and I'm owning what happened was a very important part of my journey. And then turning it around and saying, and focusing on the awareness aspect, like you said, all of us speaking out and sharing our individual experiences is essential because we have huge roadblocks between governmental regulations, insurance companies. I mean, this is what's standing in between the people and recovery. And that's not to villainize these institutions. They are here to protect the people, but bureaucracy gets caught up in being what it is. And it is the individual voices. And I, you know, this is what I'm really emphasizing with the movement of this movie to stand up and not feel shame and to say, these are the things that I came up against. And these are the problems that stood in the way of me getting what I needed in order to be a healthy, thriving human being and a contributor to my society and community at large. And once people start speaking out, that is when change will happen because there are just so many of us 
and the Lyme community is huge and the um, fear is rightly so to be huge for this issue because it is really dangerous. And if we can save one child from being infected at a young age and going through their whole life just being off, I mean, that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen with any illness. There should be support. Well, here's the thing I love. Now, back in the day, let's just not, let's not, let's not date ourselves. <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> I just want to go back in the day for a minute. All right. Like, you know, almost before hip hop. No, not really. Um, <laughs> hip hop's been around for a while, especially in Brooklyn. <laughs> I, I know, but I'm from the Bronx because it, it started right. in the Bronx, right? That's right. No, uh, yes, that's, that's true. I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but, but here's the thing now. If you would have asked me, I don't know, let's just go five years ago. When, when did you and I, we met, what, four years ago, three years, yeah, ago, whatever it is. Three, three to four years ago. Yeah. yeah. If you and I would have been sitting there doing that interview we were doing, right, and we would have said, oh, Valerie Rose, my gosh, have you heard of this Maryland personal injury lawyer that is actually out there, an advocate for Lyme disease people, and they're out there, actually a law firm out there, and mm-hmm. they are really tackling this from the malpractice claim perspective that people are being misdiagnosed and, and, and when they have Lyme disease. I would have said to you, nah, you, you got to be living in some other, you know, That's you're, right. yeah, you're, you're in like uh, the, the, the B film from Galaxy, from the Guardians from the Galaxy, because... <laughs> But this is where the changes are showing up now. Yes. Yes. Right? If I think about, and you know, of course, a lot of it is blocked out and or I don't remember because of my cognitive state at that time, but talking to my parents and talking to my friends and piecing together some things that had happened in terms of extreme abuse and dismissal from the medical community. And I'm talking top New York City doctors here, and that's why it's mm-hmm. important to speak out about that. Yeah. Um, but what, I mean, the malpractice, I can't even begin because you just have people saying, you know, this is what I think is going on with me. And the majority of doctors aren't comfortable with that. It isn't a team effort between doctor and patient. And that's why I spent many years going and going and going until I found practitioners who were comfortable enough and solid enough in themselves to say, First of all, I'm going to take on a very complicated case, (laughs) Um, but also I'm going to stand with you as my patient and listen to you, listen to you. It is the most important thing. So, you know, community, community, person to person conversation and engagement seems to be what is propelling the Lyme and chronic illness community forward. But it's really difficult also when you're very, very sick. I mean, how are you supposed to even articulate what you're going through and the obstacles you're coming up against. So that's what I'm hoping to do with sharing aspects of my own story. And I know that's what you do every day on Transformation Talk Radio, Dr. Pat, and with this film. Yeah. 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 But you're doing it with the film. And the film is super important because, you know, we know now in the world we live in in social media that creating a film that people can look at, they can watch, they can tap into. It is a way to not just get this message across in the United States, but to get it worldwide. And I just got a question from one of our listeners. Yes. The answer is yes. The company that I'm referring to is Miller and... Zoyas, Z-O-I-S dot com. 
Miller and Zoyas, LLC, Maryland, personal injury lawyers, and on their site, when they list conditions that are frequently misdiagnosed of people they represent, yes, it is a breakthrough, right under heart disease, Lyme disease. Now, you and I may be sitting here, Valerie Rose, and thinking, what's a big deal, Pat? Why are you making a big deal about that? I'm sorry, that is a big deal to me. It's huge. Mm. It's huge. Just people to for people to know that with this journey of so many doors being closed in your face to feel as though someone has your back. I mean, not everyone we're talking about gratitude and feeling fortunate. I mean, not everyone had a family that believed them like I did or friends that stood by through every IV and every appointment. I mean, five, six, seven years nonstop. I mean, people don't have that. Most people don't have that. So to know that there are resources and professionals out there who are incorporating the Lyme story into a dialogue that will be taken seriously is everything. You know, I'd like to skip the next break because we've got lots more to talk about. I want to take a minute again and ask you, we talked about Indiegogo and the fact that this is crowdfunding. Tell folks the importance of crowdfunding because we're getting ready to do our own crowdfunding initiative on on, uh, our exploding ticks. But tell them why crowdfunding because it is important that people know how to donate. Absolutely. So our Indiegogo page is you can go on the Indiegogo website, I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com, search I Have Lime the Movie, and you'll be brought to our beautiful campaign page, which myself and my core team members worked for um, about a month on, and we have beautiful graphics. We have the movie poster, our graphic design, our art for the film. We have information about the film. So there's just Pretty much any question you'll have about this project, the production timeline, again, our mission is all there. So any questions will be answered. We chose crowdfunding because it is a perfect match for our community. We know myself, um, our acting producer, Elizabeth Nolan, and our lead graphic design and art director, designer and art director, Sarah Rose Andrew, all three young women, all three Lyme survivors, all three artists, we knew because we've gone through this experience that people are stuck at home, people are in bed, people are scared, people are alone. We wanted to make sure that we could share this project with everyone and you didn't have to be in a position where you could pay however much to get to a gala for Lyme mm. awareness that you couldn't even physically get. Oh there. my God, so yeah. Everybody needs to see this. Everybody needs to know that we are working around the clock to make this movie happen and advocate. So that was the first step, um, the first reason, accessibility. Also, most importantly, probably empowerment. So we were so thrilled with the idea that we could engage with the Lyme and chronic illness community to get the word out about this project and this feature film and to allow everyone to feel like they could be a part of this, first of all. Any donation of any amount, your name will be listed in the film's closing credits. You know in your heart that you were part of bringing a Lyme story to a big screen, having it in film festivals. This film is called I Have Lyme. We chose that title. I chose that title because it represents the moment where you're told you have something. And what does that mean? What is it? What is Lyme? I mean, this is going to be huge in terms of awareness. So knowing that wherever you are in your 
battle and healing journey with Lyme and associated conditions that you can take an active part of being part of positive change and awareness and creating a really cool film (laughs) anyway, is we just really wanted to empower people and let them know that they could be a part of it. And every single person is equal. Everybody has the opportunity to come on board at whatever level they're able to. And also just for people to know that this is happening for them and to allow them the opportunity to share it with friends, family members, their doctors, the people around them who see what they're going through and to know that this is happening for them. So we were just so excited to put this project out on a massive platform and allow everybody to feel that they were a big part of this because they are and each and every person matters. You know, I remember when you and I first met and, you know, I could see this in your eyes. I mean, I could clearly see in your eyes that there was a determination. And yet, you know, the years have gone by. And I got to tell you, for those of you tuning in, go to the Indiegogo site. There's one picture in the, in the that you have in your slider I want to ask you about, if you don't mind. Of course. There is a picture of a woman laying down in a purple top. Yep, it's me. <laughs> yep, it is. Yeah. This picture is haunting. Yeah. It is haunting. And I want to tell you why it's haunting. It's haunting because I know you're here today and alive. That's right, yeah. But that image of you really talks about the depth and the breadth by which a person comes back from mm-hmm. in recovering. That's why the story of recovery is the tagline of the film. Right. You know, I have Lyme, a story of recovery. See, yeah. that's the point that we need to talk about, isn't it? It is. And I wrote about all of these things, I'll call them things, but I wrote about all of these events and circumstances within the script of this the, and the screenplay for this film. I don't know how many times I died and came back from this mm-hmm. disease. Yep. Um, and I went there and I wrote about all of it. And I wrote about being trapped in psychiatric hospitals and sitting across from doctors who looked at me as if I had three heads and I would just cry and cry and cry. And eventually your mind and your spirit and your soul leaves you and you're just a shell and you're dying. And I wrote about all of these things that happened to me because I, as you said, I'm standing here today completely back, completely recovered in mind, body, and spirit. And I want people to know that that is possible for every single soul that goes through this and other conditions like Lyme. Because Lyme really takes it out of you. I don't know, I mean, diseases disease that means dis-ease imbalance in the body this is beyond an imbalance in the body this is having your spirit literally ripped out of you run over by I don't know how many cars and then you slowly pick up the crumbs pick up the pieces pick up the shards of glass and put yourself together and then you're a more beautiful mosaic in the end right (laughs) yeah yeah but you know here's the thing I would love for you to chat about as well you know we see so many journeys and stories and, you know, there've been other films that have been made. And by the, you know, the time those films were made, we were dealing with a situation where there was very little hope. 
And let me just ask you, let me tell you what I mean. I did a show with both Dr. Darvish and Dr. Ronnie. These mm-hmm. two people, Dr. Darvish uh, out of uh, Washington State, uh, absolutely phenomenal. She's gone to China and everywhere else um, with not, and, and, and I'm not just talking about Lyme, but her protocols for cancer are saving lives. My friend Rich went to her. He had a giant brain tumor and oh, what happened to it, right? Um, and, you know, but we're talking about people that have moved beyond conventions and yet have been attacked by the medical prevention, uh, medical community for saving lives. You know, if I had a wish, this would be my wish. My wish would be that we all put down our swords and we come together and remember that our number one goal is to save lives. And we put down our swords and we say to the pharmaceutical companies, let's have a timeout for a moment. Can we just look at what in the world is saving lives? Now I'm not just talking about Lyme disease. I'm talking beyond it. You know, I'm talking for a guy that had to go to Mexico because he's got a cure for malaria. Right. But put down our swords. Let's do that so that we could at least come together and have a conversation. Wouldn't that be brilliant? It would be great. And, you know, not to harp on it too much, but these are really the hopes and the goals for this film. Yes, um, they are. The screenings and the talkbacks and the panels after these yep. screenings. So we can invite our doctors, um, people from insurance companies, people from the CDC, people from the NIH, from IDSA, and Lyme people and health-oriented people will know what those acronyms are, and I'm sure you can find out more about these institutions through the Dr. Pat website. But having everybody come together, settle with the story, and say, mm-hmm. this, is, this, is not, this is not a unique story. This is mm-hmm. a universal story of what this experience could look like for someone. And as you said earlier in the show, not everybody will survive it. So right. what are the problems? What are the different viewpoints? And how can we come together to address them and create positive change? I mean, and I think if we start to circle back and think about what are some issues that the Lyme community has, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of mixed messaging and it's nobody's fault. Everybody's just trying to get the word out and trying to express all of these themes and ideas that mm-hmm. what they've gone through. And that's what I'm hoping with the film, with these talkbacks, having perhaps each one in each state, and I will definitely be taking it global, but mm-hmm. having a theme and saying, okay, lack of insurance coverage is a problem. What are the aspects of it and what can we do about it? You know, really honing in on the different issues that really affect the Lyme story. You know, I think the other thing is, and, you know, I I have a couple of friends that have had to step out into this direction, and that is where can we go in a cost-effective way to get well? And, and, you know, what are we looking at? Well, not everybody can get on a plane to go to Germany, right? But we certainly can I put drive. In, certainly, uh, put no. Yeah. But people can certainly drive down to Mexico. But how can we partner with the Mexican government? I mean, there's so many opportunities. I got to ask you one last question before I run out of time here. Of course. I told you we're creating this game. And yes. in the game, we have a lot of protocols. I want to ask you about some of the protocols you've taken. Of course. What have you found? in your healing journey, if you had to pick your top three, 
I know that I'm putting you on the spot. Top, I'm sorry. No, You're, top three will be hard. It's going to be more than top three, but I'll definitely share. Okay. With you. G- okay. Give us the rundown real quick. Okay. Real quick. For me, I think diet and nutritional support is very important. I was a vegetarian for 10 years, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. In fact, I'm working hard to return to vegetarianism. But I saw an acupuncturist here in New York City throughout my recovery who was very helpful. Saw her for many years on and off, pre-Lyme diagnosis, post-Lyme diagnosis, in this recovery chapter, all of it. She looked at me and she said, first of all, vegetarianism is not for you right now. You're a type O blood type. And if people consider Peter Diadamo's work, the blood type diet was very helpful for me. Um, That was not a match. So accepting and surrendering to what my body needed at that time, not judging it and just doing it and consistency was very important. Um, In terms of therapies, I would say infrared sauna really helps me. I have my own little pod in my living room that I just (laughs) hang out in. Coffee enemas are helpful, but sometimes they're too much. And accepting that you don't have to actively be working on your treatments every day because sometimes it's just too much for your body. I have certain genetic mutations that um, my methylation capabilities are compromised. So learning about all of these different things that were perhaps standing in my way of recovery, like you said, information and awareness is power, finding treatments that work for that and being consistent about that. In terms of Lyme-centric treatments, when I met you, I had a pick line in, actually. I was still very sick when I met you. Um, And I had that pick line in for about two years, did IV antibiotics because my neurological symptoms were so extreme as I had gone on diagnosed for so long. So that was the first thing we tried once we figured out that it was, in fact, Lyme and various co-infections that were afflicting me. Um, I was too weak too sick um, and too methylation challenged, we learned to handle what I needed. So taking a step back, working on the diet, working on the detox, and then reincorporating the aggressive treatments that I needed was a big part. And knowing that, again, we're all individuals. And if a protocol doesn't feel right, I mean, I trust me, I've been through Herx's from hell and I understand that. Yeah. I've been there. But I will say just taking the time to rest and for me, you know, a type A personality who was always doing 500,000 things at once and working on projects and working in shows and all that stuff while doing treatments, I would say um, one of my energy medicine practitioners told me, resting is active. Resting is doing something. You're allowing your body to rest. That is an activity. And when I find myself getting too caught up in, I should be doing all this, I should be doing all of these treatments and I'm not keeping up with my recovery and I hear those voices, I yeah. say, resting is, is important. Um, in terms of Lyme treatments, just really quickly, I'm a sensitive, I have a sensitive constitution, you know, and I knew this from Chinese medicine that I had done for years and years since I was 13, 14 years old. Um, so vibrational medicine, homeopathy, German Mm -hmm. biologics, that's what I do best with. And that's what I've stuck to. Awesome. See, this is what I love. Yes. Sharing of information is so important. It it is. I got to thank you for today. Uh, You know, I almost got a t-shirt once that said something like I am ozone, uh, but (laughs) I didn't do that. (laughs) Oh, there's still time. There's still time. time. Thank you so much for all that you're doing. Please, one last time. How can we donate? How can we find out about the film? 
Go to Indiegogo.com, I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Search I Have Lime the Movie, and our beautiful campaign page will come up, and you could read all about it, ways to get involved, social justice mission of this film, and the opportunity to pledge a donation. Thank you so much. And by the way, those little infrared saunas with the ozone in it. Yeah. They are the bomb, everybody. Yep. Dot com. <laughs> yeah, sitting right there in our living rooms. All right, everybody. <laughs> Valerie Rose, you rock. Thank you so much for today. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning us in, turning us on. Well, you will hear more from Valerie Rose as we get closer and closer to the film. We're going to stay in touch. Hopefully, she'll do a screening in Seattle. We'll see you, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lime Talk Radio with Dr. Pat Basili. Epic healing for an epic life. This inspiring show highlights leading-edge solutions, groundbreaking research, headline topics, and tools for holistic healing and wellness. This hit show is dedicated to raising awareness, promoting advocacy and prevention, and supporting initiatives for optimal health. Dr. Pat is passionate and focused on life-saving results reaching far beyond Lyme disease, providing a forum for powerful stories, heart-opening experiences, and hope-activated solutions. Dr. Pat will shine a light on the many shades of Lyme disease fueled by a body-mind-spirit remedy. For more information, visit LimeTalkRadio.com and tune in next time.